Hey everybody, it's me, Evan, the DM. I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners here at Save the D8 and listening to us for two whole years for season one. I appreciate it. I know the rest of the players appreciate it. We thank you all so much for listening to us. And, you know, we're going to take a quick two-week break just to get set up for season two because we've learned from our mistakes from season one and we want to make season two even better for y'all. So... What we have in line is we're going to go ahead and give out one of our best one-shots that we had on the Patreon. This one-shot was made by our friend, Riley Jean. They have made a fantastic one-shot story having to deal with this incredible environment of gnomes and dwarves dealing with this tainted forest in the in, the, in this tundra jungle. It was really great. Um, I wish that I... I was better at my editing skills at that time, so I could really make them sound much better. But the story is still there, and I highly suggest for you to listen to it, because the way that they tell it is phenomenal. Riley is one half of the proprietors of the All Seeing Die Dice Shop, which has these incredible dice that made me become, like, what, the, what is it, the Dice Goblin, Dice Dragon? I don't know. Every time I see their dice, I constantly have to decide on whether or not to spend my beer money on the dice instead because they're so beautiful and perfect. They even made us a special dice set to give away. That was made by the All Seeing Die. So I highly suggest if you're a dice goblin like I've become now, go and check them out. I got a link down below. Please check them out. They even do custom dice. They will make a commission if you got a really good dice idea. I suggest it. Please. All right. On to Shakakath. Is everyone ready? Then welcome to Shashakath, fleeing the Netherwinter. Today is Doyim, the fourth day of Dinan, and the year is 1201. Bitter winds have howled longer than a life age across the lands of Dachnir. It is a harsh realm of jagged mountains, vast tundras, and tumescent rivers populated only by the hardiest dwarven folk and gnomish clans. But these two civilizations of Dachnir have a long and fraught blood-stained history. The gnomes, believing that ignorance is the key to happiness and cultural prosperity, keep to their main nest, Foda, nestled into the base of the Gungari Mountains, west of the Pirashalt Range. Here, dormant volcanoes protect them from their eastern adversaries, who have no love of mountain climbing. The natural geographic seclusion is a great boon to their peaceful, isolated culture. Meanwhile, the dwarves, believing that the sole purpose of life is succumbing to any and all worldly lusts, burrowing their great cities into the hearts of the Forvac Alps. Their heft of space allows them to focus on forging, feasting, and fornicating. This maximization of primal instincts has often incited contention with their neighbors who favor pursuits of harmony and magic over physical enterprises. In the days before these territories split, that contention cost many lives. Though divided by ideals and bygone grievances, these fair-weather foes were bound by fate. The hastening Dachmirian winds had encompassed both of their territories, cooling the continent ever further. In recent years, the gusts had implications exceeding augury. The waters from the sky perennially crystallized into flurries of white, the currents of the rivers stilled, turning the fish to fragile ice. The arable soil of the alpine farms cracked into a permafrost. Trees long bogged down by snow began to wilt. Moisture staled in the air and finally, an ashen pallor seeped into the earth, 
infiltrating the great mountain dwarves' tunnels. At this ungodly sight, they could no longer dismiss the infrigidation that had transformed the world above them. Quelling their pride, they invited their western rivals to summit with them at Talgarok, a neutral land named after the father giant slain there long ago. In any milder climate, the gnomes would not have come to receive an invitation from the dwarves after so many years of far less polite encounters, aroused their suspicions, and rustled their nerves. But the gnome folk had no means of farm or fish without crippling magical expense. They could not wander their woods without the fear of lethal ice lock, or chart the stars and hail the sun without losing fingers or even limbs. So when the bitter winds predicated a squall, when their long-feared dwarven countrymen called across the deepening, darkening cold, against all predilections, the gnomes of Foda answered. The chamber where you find yourselves all in is cold and tense. Sounds of torch fire and muffled yells from the debate in the court bounce off the empty walls of the holding room, as the strangers that line the benches next to you shift in their chainmail. Gnomes and dwarves, all gathered in one place. Even races beyond the traditional inhabitants of Darknir fill this hall. No matter where you hail from, it has been a long and difficult journey. As you wait to be called, what would you like to do? Uh, <clears throat> hello there, my name is Rutherford Balakosarasastra, and I am one of the high-ranking members of the Council of the Dwarves. Yes, yes, Rutherford, we've heard it all, we get it, you're dragonborn, huzzah! I was going to go in-depth with my backstory, but as you seem to have interrupted me, <laughs> I will go no further and just say that I'm a very powerful sorcerer, so if you need any help, I am here to help you if you need anything, uh, advice or counsel or anything to discuss with magic or history of the other planes or other places, let me know, please. Uh, please don't talk to that enormous fellow over there. He is very, very rude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Considerably less long-winded, however. <laughs> there are no such things as the other planes or... Oh, whatever you're talking about. I like that line of thinking. Oh, there's, why oh. would we... One of those people. All right, then. A false thinking. There's... I don't... I, I don't know. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and not look at you. I'm fiddling with a, uh, an amethyst. Why, why do we got to go worrying about these other planes you go on and on about? And we aren't even clearly taking enough care of this one. Yes, I, I, I agree with you there, sir. Your name? My name's, everyone calls me Clackers. Why? Mm. That's the sound my hammers make when I walk. May I ask your real name? Uh, I'm Oscar the House Loader, but we don't really go by real names where I'm from. Can you walk around? I want to hear your Clackers. (laughs) (laughs) It's clacking. That's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> I will. I refuse to call you Clackers. That is insane. Well, sir, sir, we're going to have a problem because that's my name. Nope. It's not your name. That's what dwarves go by. Clackers? No, not all. They have nicknames, you know. 
Sure. What was it, yours again? Was it fish to make Rutherford? thick and finish? Uh, Rutherford Balacoresa sauce. Nah, so, I knew there was Ruthie. a bunch of S's we'll in there. Call Ruthie. No, uh, That's a nickname. That's how nicknames work. I do not have a nickname. My name is Rutherford Balacoresa. I am one of the high-ranking members of the uh, Council of the Gnomes. Though I am dragonborn. If you hadn't noticed. Yes. I am very wearing very kind of pronounced kind of like dragon-ish attire with like robes that are very colorful with my silver scales. um, And I'm very proudly displaying that I am a dragonborn. (laughs) (laughs) And what what are we looking at here, clackers? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) For what kind of armor I'm wearing. Oh, I probably got like light chain mail or something like that. <laughs> Wait, you forged yourself? Oh no, this is a uh, hand me down from my, my daddy. Actually, okay, made with his own own good strong hands. It's nice, good to keep it in the family. So that's what we're all about. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Oh, Erwin, Erwin uh, Paylor. Uh, he is a very very dark skinned gnome. Uh, with black curly hair tied at the nape of his neck. He's wearing uh, black furs. They look kind of dirty, like he's been wearing them for a long time. Uh, he's got a... Uh, do we have our weapons on us? Mm-hmm. If we have weapons? Yeah. I have a short bow uh, across my back and grayish-purple eyes. And wow. he's he's got his hand in his pocket and he's rolling a stone just in the palm of his hand. Hmm. <laughs> That's it. Fine. I realize I did write down what he looks like. <laughs> go, go ahead. 410, 150. Great. Brown eyes, dark brown skin, salt and pepper hair. Oh. Yeah. oh. He's like middle-aged dwarf. Yeah. So, you know, the the prime age of like 200. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. 200 is a great Perfect. age. Perfect. And you, short-winded? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm Cosmos. Klimbet. I am a also a dark-skinned gnome. Uh, he is wearing a... I realize now that all of us are playing dudes. Oops. <laughs> oh, well. Um, he's wearing a tunic uh, and leggings, and he has... He just has, like, two books in his hand and uh, a quarterstaff <laughs> in the other. Mm-hmm. That's it. But we have a, we have a silent dwarf here. Oh, I've just been quietly just scrimshawing while while paying attention to everyone else yell because I've just been so interested. Oh, hi. Hmm. I didn't even notice. What is your name, good sir? My name is Fondor of House of Black. My father is the Etar of the Dwarves. I don't know what that means. Now, define some words here for us. Any of the uh, you dwarves, should know what that means. Any of the dwarves will know. <laughs> <laughs> the one dwarf, uh, the Atar is the king. Well, it obviously it means king. <laughs> <laughs> this is the son of the king. You would even know his name. This is indeed the heir to the throne. Oh shit! Mm. And I'm just scrimshawing the our three gods uh, on a on a plank of wood because I'm bored. Mm. Mm. Pleasure to meet you, your highness. Is that the official term? Your royalty? Or... Oh, you can just call me Vondor. I'm not for honorifics, nope. except if father's around. Well, honorifics yeah. are very important to our language, and so we distinguish what our titles are. You can call me Sire, then? I don't know. Sire, oh, yes, Sire. I am not going to call you that. You don't have to. 
Sire Von Dor. Just don't do it when Dad's around. He gets very upset. Is he likely to come to this meeting? He's... Yes, he's here. He called us to this meeting. Oh, he's running well, the show. Listen, I'm just sent where I'm told to be. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to know? <laughs> you all notice there are, uh, you know, four other people in this chamber with you as well, oh. who are all huddled into various other sections, not sitting together and nowhere near any of you. So we're what? kind of clicky at the moment? <laughs> yeah, at this very moment. Um, very breakfast club. One of them uh, waddles over to the large group of you who seem to be making the most noise. And uh, it, this is a small gnomish fellow who has uh, like white hair that kind of trolls out in a jester hat and three points and uh, dressed in full battle armor. And that seems to not fit him super, super well. <laughs> um, do do, do any, any of you know why we are actually called here? Yes. Oh, great. Would you share with me? <laughs> Your name, sir? Oh, my name's Missy Mook. Do I know this person? This gnome? Roll a history check. 24? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, known as Messy Muck Galewind. He has a nickname called The Tempest. He is uh, super mild-mannered and timid, but however, is it has often been used in past for uh, hunting excursions or defensive line as he is kind of a loose cannon. All right. You were just <clears throat> set here with... I just got a summons and I came. Do you know why we're here? Everyone? Of course you do. I have an inkling, yes, of course I have an inkling, for I am a very high-ranking council member of the North. Thank you, Rutherford. Anyone else? I mean, Bondier's one of the whole story of the king. I do, but but that is important information that I must keep to myself. Ah. Of course, of course. Father, would be happy? Yes, well... uh, I'm not sure. Well, now I'm worried about how much I'm supposed to say. So oh, speak your mind. Ooh, maybe keep it to yourself till we're in the chamber. Great idea. You hear a knock on the outside of the chamber door. Oh, I'll followed get Followed directly by... <laughs> and... <laughs> as the massive wood and metal door shifts itself open, a smaller uh, dwarven woman who has long red hair braided back in two braids has a little amber necklace that is glowing, walks in and peeks her head in. Hello, friends, uh, travelers. If you don't mind following me, the Ritar and the Peace Weaver would like to see you. Best come outfitted and pretty. Oh, okay. Let's go and see the Ritar. And, and the peace weaver is the head of the gnomish clans for yeah. the dwarves in the room. <laughs> Good yes. Well, you heard what they said pretty, so Fondir, you get one last. <laughs> Just wow, straight. I'm assuming we this. know each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. You've probably yeah. been in one or two council rooms yeah. together in several <laughs> missions, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I get up I'm and definitely I, not very pretty. <laughs> I get up and I, I I start patting down all of my furs just to make sure that they're not as dusty kind of as they that they appear to be. Yeah, Rutherford will get out some perfumes and squirt it on himself. <laughs> I walk in. I will be disgusted by that. I do have a question though, Erwin. Do I know you? No, probably not. All right. Um, but roll a history check. 
20. You have heard um, you have heard that last name though. Um, mm. It is a gnomish family who um, is closely associated with an additional family um, of by the last name of Beckos? Huh? Beckos? Don't remember. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Bacchus. Bacchus. Yeah. Bacchus. Um, closely associated with Bacchus, uh, the Bacchus family, which are um, kind of secret holders for the Peace Weaver. Aha. Great. <clears throat> Things are coming together. <laughs> are, are they? <laughs> yes. This gnomish, uh, uh, nope, dwarven woman uh, waits for all of you to line up uh, in front of her, in front of the door, and she counts off. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, good enough. All right, let's go. And she leads you into a grand open chamber of high vaulted ceilings. There are statues of gnomish and dwarven ancestors built into the walls all around. The octagonal room here features two main pillars that seat thrones nested atop either side of the open floor. She directs all of you to stand in a line, and uh, after setting all of you, she walks to one side, looks back, comes over, moves somebody else to be more in line, sets aside, does that one or two times. All right. Presenting the chosen scout selections. Uh, She pulls out a small piece of parchment and unrolls it. Let's see, let's see. Cosmos Clembet of the Foda Clan. Um, Er Erwin uh, Palor of the Foda Clan. Uh, Rutherford Balcorus of the Foda Clan. <laughs> Vonder of House Black. Oscar of House Loder. Radrier of House Kavar. Messy Muck Galewind of the Foda Clan. And, no, that can't be right. Bubbles the Savage? Bubbles the Savage. Um, To which you surmise the only, uh, there's a dwarf and a gnome left. This Bubbles the Savage is a very, very elderly gnomish woman um, who, what's your history roll? 21. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) No, everybody. I do. I know everything. She's hailed as a a warrior for the gnomish clans. Uh, She's very, very strong. She has a lion with her. Um, and she is We didn't blind. notice the lion in the room. <laughs> she, nope. No one wants to talk about the lion. No one went anyone, anywhere else. Um, <clears throat> she is blind, and her lion is deaf. And so they hear and see for each other. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Oh, oh, um, I watched that movie. <laughs> for you, uh, let's see, uh, Clackers, go ahead and roll a history check, but you would already know this. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's not good. Yep. Four. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, everyone else in this room is just really quite impressive looking. Um, and for you, uh, Vonder, uh, Rodrier House Kavar is um, essentially the right hand house to the um, to the blacks. To the blacks. And uh, Rodrier is the only heir left uh, in the line for uh, House Kavar. And of the main branch, there is his father, Bolnar. Mm-hmm. And he is aging quite rapidly, and Rodrier is only 20. Um, 20? Very young for a dwarf. That's a baby. A baby? Yeah. There's a baby here. He's like, he's sucking on his thumb. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a tiny tot. Um, <clears throat> and he's in this room? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, after you have been introduced, 
the Atar uh, up on your right hand side, far above all of you, leans forward and you hear him. Intrepid leaders and heroes of our age. His voice booms throughout the chamber, and when you locate the source of the Dwarven Atar sitting atop the throne, uh, you find uh, him to be flanked by two of his other members and a whole court of dwarves behind him. Um, his massive frame, almost completely cloaked in a red cape with bronze and gold metal epaulets, uh, his bulbous head rests just underneath a simple yet very finely crafted crown, and his right eye, not Dwarven, is glowing bright red um, of some kind of uh, stone or metallic make. Mm. Your reputations precede you, which is why you are assembled in this hallowed court. No mother Hadana Yan and I held this summit to endeavor a consonance between dwarf and gnome sects. In our meeting, we agreed we must band together to tackle this grey nemesis assaulting our lands. We further agreed... He kind of shoots a glance across to uh, Hadomayan. <laughs> Upon sending some of you into the mountains to divine the cause and the means to foreclose these troubling events. Armed with the evidence you gather, we will decide together whether or not Darknir is fit for our continued habitation. He turns uh, now across uh, to the stout gnomish woman seating atop, seated atop the other throne, who you gather to be Hadomiyan, the Peace Weaver. She has uh, uh, long gray russet hair plaited into pigtails that extend all the way past her bare feet. Um, her lips curl in over a nearly toothless mouth. She has a little bat perched on her shoulder um, and glowing, a glowing silver belt which feathers and crystals protrude. And if there is somehow sufficient proof that it is too dangerous to weather, we will then formulate a plan to leave our homeland, where we have lived for as long as time itself. She looks across to the Atar this time, to which he interjects, I already have a plan, and so you keep telling me, but I'm not yet seeing... Any kind of specific means of departure. She takes a breath. (laughs) (laughs) It remains only to decide who is most fit to journey out and who belongs here to bolster our defenses. Wendelin of House Dracoflax will choose a few scouts from the dwarven group and Hyakol of the Foda clan will choose a few from uh, the Gnomish group and resolve this unknown. To which you see two people descend either staircases aside their respective um, race species. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Wenderland is a very uh, fit uh, dwarven woman. She is... Uh, like bronze clad, she carries a very large hammer. No need in the courtroom, but she does. Um, she walks with a huge gait, and uh, Hayakal is a much older gnomish fellow who um, they have very eclectic clothing tastes. <laughs> and you will get some more description. <laughs> um, Wonderland kind of walks up, looks over the dwarven possibilities. 
Oh, we can't send out Rodri. <clears throat> to which all of the dwarves complete silence. All right. And she looks up at the Atar, kind of in a knowing, and he looks back, and without giving much thought, gives a nod. All right. Wonder of House Black, you'll be one. Please address the court and tell them what exactly makes you qualified to be sent out on this mission. I will take my step forward in front of the court and go, as one of the two sons of the Etar, I, Vondor Black, feel that with the leadership and the talents brought forth from my family and taught by my father, that I can help lead this group as well as bring our battle prowess and our abilities of cunning and survival to bring glory to both clans. Great, accepted. (laughs) (laughs) And next we're going to have you, Mr. Um, 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 House... What's your house? It's a house loader. Right. (laughs) The loggers? The miners? Whatever. Tell the court. (laughs) Listen, I don't have a lot to say, but... I think our, our actions speak for themselves from Great, House Loader. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. good to me. <laughs> to which uh, Wonderland of House Dracoflux walks off the, the scene. Um, hi, call. <laughs> Far less uh, sure of the steps that they take, uh, kind of just wanders back and forth looking at each of you. And the first one to make eye contact. Hello. You want to walk forward? Sure. Um, I take a few steps forward. Uh, Erwin Paylor, you already knew that. You know why I'm here. I will go out. (laughs) 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 Don't clap for me, please. I believe that means the court accepts you because I clapped next to you. Very good. I look, I've been anxiously scra- just taking notes the whole time. I haven't looked up at all. And when she says that, I go, I'm sorry? Beautiful scribblings. <laughs> Thank you. Would you like to go forward? No. I step forward anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Pa. You are my apprentice. You'll walk forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and describe to the court. We talked about this. <clears throat> I am the foremost research academic in the clan. I am an unbiased eye. I will get to the bottom of this. Thank you. Uh, as soon as Cosmos finishes, Rutherford just steps up and says, I also accept. <laughs> <laughs> and then from up above, <laughs> then it is decided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> to which High Call does not uh, take their seat. They walk forward into the center of the chamber and begin Ooh. to address... Uh, the whole group. Uh, now, getting in better light, Hayakal 
Dellist, as you know, is a very middle-aged, gray-haired gnome wearing several layers of robes. Uh, Their sleeves open at the elbow into a sheer gossamer fabric. Uh, they They have a patch of dirt in one hand and a ragged wooden staff in the other. Um, as they walk forward, you notice them, uh, thumbing, uh, very similar to your habit with your amethyst, uh, the clump of soil over and over in their palm compulsively. A pipe hangs out of their beard and their smoke floats lazily up into their very soft facial features. Greetings to you Thanks for coming to our council. And it's just dead silence for a moment. <laughs> uh, Master Hayakal, um would we have some more information about what we are planning to do? Yeah, I was the, the first that witnessed the spark of the skylit fate that pulls you from your homes, and if you have a mind to be regaled, I've got a gale to reel ya. I shake my head. <laughs> no. I nod my head. (laughs) 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 Have you not not heard these regales? (laughs) I was wrapped up in me blankets. I was well and truly swathed. And their eyes kind of just drift off into space. Uh, Astromancer. I was preparing to make my star reading for the season. Helps us determine the crops and to sow and whatnot. I left me hat and set out a parchment and spyglass, but unusually cold it was that night, even for us Darknerians. Sanos denum. Kazumtite. <laughs> the sky was an ebony hue that night, clear by the field, but no stars shone above. I watched and awaited for the clouds to part, and I, so that I may chart those heavenly bodies, but never would they appear. Instead, the darkness above began to take shape. Now, against an ashen gray sky, felt a fever chill go through me, cold. Numbed bones, the shadows. They were forming an aura. In one blink of me eyes, the shadows had turned to a luminous pink, pinker than almost the, the most nutritious yield of peach, oh, oh, uh, most uh, enchanted rose quartz, for you dwarves who don't know what a peach looked like. Oh. <laughs> and this aura, this aura wasn't natural like. Usually they form a diffuse arc, sometimes structured bands or beam pillars, but this this was a well-defined krona. Rarest formation it is, and a krona usually has a zenith in the sky, yet this aura had an origin point. I feel I can't even say where it goes. Goes against all mean expertise to speak it, but, but it had an origin point on land. Up north of here, points in various wild mannerisms. (laughs) Look up into the sky, and there, like a spill of pinkness, billowing, rippling out from the earth, dancing if it was a sash of the gods or a garment of Talgarak himself. I took it down best I could, and Hayakal then reaches into their robes and pulls out like this crumpled piece of parchment paper and pulls it out as much as they can and like smooths it against their knee and then hands it. 
I take it, but I just open my notes to the exact same map that I've also circled out. And you see uh, a stark difference between these maps, as Hayakal's is uh, a, a crude sketch of a bunch of triangles, maybe. Um, also, there's some pink in there. Uh, and you believe that these two triangles are believed to be mountains, question mark? Question. Yes. If I was to cast, say, mending on this squished piece of paper, would it refit as if it was not all squished together? It does not look as uh, though the squishness is the poorly constructed <laughs> portion. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I got a bit carried away with me drawing hypnotizing coloring is, as you well know, Cosmos. It looks beautiful. <sighs> they just make eye contact with you. Their eyes sparkle just a bit. You don't want to talk much to the instruments, and they, they go on. Only notice this <laughs> next shift when I couldn't see me old artwork anymore. Looked up and the shadows were back to enshrouding the whole sky. Haven't seen a star since. Long sleep. Kind of looks around the room. This summit is, is good. This helps us wake him up. <sighs> Grabs the, the parchment back. Um, see, season's bounty to you. And kind of descends the stairs back up again. <laughs> um, alright. So go forth and stop the blight before it's too late. And it, with that, there's just a massive sound of... Sounds like a gavel, but there's no gavel to be seen, and everyone just starts getting up from their seats and leaving the court. <laughs> mm. It is roughly noon. Um, we are so because to save on some time, uh, I'm gonna hand out these maps that I made of Talgadok, and you can any kind of uh, provisions before your journey. Um, you have all been giving given a meeting place at the uh, Frothing Weasel, which is the Dwarvish, um, it'll be on here, um, is the Dwarvish Tavern, and you are to meet there tonight before uh, disembarking, um, or it is recommended to you that you meet there tonight before disembarking. Nobody's going to meet you there, but they kind of just want to get you on the same page. Sure. And um, I'll hand these out, and you can kind of look it over and tell me what kind of items you want to gather for your provisions for this journey. But we're not going to do a lot of role-playing yeah. for the actual thing, because yeah, yeah. that's what took three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries here. So oh. you're going to have to share. I printed one too few. Oh, or two, two, two. That's cool. Okay, and we're at the Graveman Court right now. Yeah, uh, it's Graveman. Graveman. Gravy man. I know it looks like Graveman, but it is a real word, Graveman. Graveman, really? <laughs> yeah. Sure. What does it mean? I think it means like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, arbiting, like, like, you know, sure, coming yeah, to terms. So I guess the question is, because we didn't talk about gold or anything. Yes. What, oh, what's the uh, right. So all of your starting gold is whatever your um, normal character builds are. So between fifteen and twenty-five, but everyone gets an additional two hundred. Okay. You can use and, that. Too. And what sort of thing are we like? Like, are is there a place to get potions or? Yes. Um, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing like, yes to all of the above. Bangs, I, booms, rats, the, and bats. Not just two. Other question I have is mm-hmm. things like uh, components for, for instance, our cleric and stuff. Right. So I'm gonna say that um, any uh, any components that don't have a gold value attached to it, you have. Right. And uh, whether or not you have a component pouch or an arcane focus, it's fine. Um, my question is just about diamonds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so f- certain things, I'm going to say, like uh, if we have a revivify in the group, you mm. may have one diamond ready to go. Already. Yep. Right. Um, and if there are certain things that require a certain amount of incest or diamond dust, I'm going to go ahead and say that you have one for each of any of those spells. Great. Sure. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess I guess we should pick up just a couple potions if we can't. If we if we like pool all of our money together, we can get one or two. Maybe. I'd I'd also like to pick up uh, a bag of caltrops. And a bag of ball bearings. Um, sure. I actually think that I know it doesn't come with your class, but I'm. Uh, Neither of those are a crazy thing to have. They're really not. They come with like explorers packs. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna say that you just you just have them. Yeah. Just got them. (laughs) This is mostly for if you want to look up uh, getting new armor, new weapons, potions, etc. Oh, um, I mean, I guess I would like to take a look if there is a, well, I don't think I could afford it. No, never mind. <laughs> well, like, oh, what? Spe- if I could find a cool shield or a cool warhammer, but. Remember who you are as well. <laughs> yeah, you can get whatever the fuck you Listen, want. Listen, there's only one of us that gets hammers around here. <laughs> but yeah, is there, is there a place that would sell magical weapons? Uh, yeah, there are many places. So Steel Ideal is mm-hmm. the dwarven, um, blacksmithery. Um, that would make all of those kinds of things. Uh, probably not super magically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted magic items, you'd want to go to Bang's Booms. And if you're looking to go to like get potions, any apothecary needs is not just tea leaves. Um, any kinds of uh, amulets, rings, etc. is Jareth's. Jareth's. <laughs> get it? Yeah. I got those crystal balls there. Oh, I get it. For contact juggling. <laughs> <laughs> she went to Jareth's. Yeah. Oh, I get oh, yes. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd check out Bang's Booms real quick. Bang Booms! Yeah, I'd uh, rather go to Jareth's and grab some healing potions. So, um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check with disadvantage because of your. Yep, because oh, of you. Because of your race. Because okay. dwarves are racist. We are. Oh, wait, you're in Bang's Booms? No, I'm in Bang's Booms. And you're at... I'm in Jairus. Oh, for what? Oh. Is it, what, Potions for, is going to be not just tea leaves. Yeah. Uh, uh, right next to that's where we're going. We're going to not just tea leaves. Oh, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, like, not just... Okay. I'm not very, just tea leaves yeah. is the name of the place. Got it, yeah. got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. I will go to not just tea leaves for potions. I will go also... Um, both of you can roll your own persuasion, or one of you can help the other. Uh, I will not help. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. We're not helping. Sick, bro. Natural one. Ooh. Uh, twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be um, the vendor at Not Just Tea Leaves not only gives you a bad price for potions, but outright refuses to sell to you. As you walk in, and they remind you of a fraught history you had when you 
last went into their shop back in Foda and bought them out of house and home. Hmm. Fine. Uh, but they me. offer you mm-hmm. a we're we're not gonna role play it. Just <laughs> okay, um, I just wanted they, to insult you. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fine, I won't give you the loads of money I have for potions. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> they offer you uh, a standard potion for thirty eight gold a piece. <coughs> wow, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's a steal. <laughs> um, they offer you potion of greater healings at one hundred and seventy five. And mm. potions of superior for a thousand seven hundred fifty. Uh, I'll buy one is it minor and one greater. Is that equal? Will that equal? Uh, that'll be one seventy plus five plus thirty eight. And I'm gonna say because you rolled so high, they'll just give you one of each for your um Monthly. for your two hundred. Okay, I got one each. <clears throat> and here you go. Whoa! Oh, those are dope. Oh man, shit! Oh, you got the dice in the yep. little bottle. bottle. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> DM yeah. always comes prepared. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. <laughs> Anything else anybody else is trying to get? Nice. Uh, so I was raising my hand. Excuse me. Um, I know that my short bow isn't as powerful as a crossbow. I just didn't have access to one. So while we're here, I'm going to buy one. You can just have it. Great, good. We'll just say that I... Crossbow and replace your bolts for arrows is fine. Okay. Um, And then uh, I want to... Would I be able to see my family before I leave, or should I send them a letter? You could head down to the docks if you desire. Okay. I will do that just to check in with them. Yeah. The only thing we're not role-playing is the shopping part, which is the most fun, but it also (laughs) takes forever. I just want to get more paper and ink. Because I, I, I used all my paper taking notes in the meeting, so <laughs> I'm just going to get more paper in it. Great. Let's ju- I will I would actually look it up, but you just give me a silver and let's call it a day. Done. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I'll give you a gold. That way you don't have to do math. Correct. <laughs> um, so let's do any role-playing things that we want to do last. Um, sure. Shopping orders, anyone else? Uh, yeah, I wanted to do the bangs, boom, stop. So if they had any magical items. Um, If you want like a little rundown of some of the stuff that they have in there. They've got acid, alchemist fire, um, antitoxins. They've got glasses and component pouches and flasks and healer's kits and ink and jug and oil perfume. Uh, Potion of healing. They have the various different kinds. Um, They've got vials. They also have artisan's tools in terms of alchemist supplies, brewer supplies, cook's utensils, herbalism kit, poisoning mm-hmm. kit. Pretty basics, yeah. Various um, components. I would like to get two alchemist fire and two oils. All right. I don't actually remember what alchemist fire does. It boom. starts a fire. Boom. It's like that it just stuff, a boom yeah. Boom? yeah. I think it's a D4 of fire damage for like Something the basic. Something like that. We can look it up. Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, uh, roll a persuasion check at disadvantage because you are on the gnomish side. I'm on the, oh, on the gnomish side. Well, oh, that's the first one right there. Yeah, uh, that's a four. <laughs> they will sell it to you, but they are going to sell you alchemist fire for seventy-five gold pieces per 
alchemist fire. Holy no. shit. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the other thing you were looking for? Uh, oil. Uh, an oil flask, they'll sell you for two, co- uh, two silver pieces. Okay, so that means I could buy five for a gold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'll get five for oh, a gold. Pete. Yeah, it is one d four fire damage. Um, would I know that I can get healing potions other at this other than this place that just kicked me out of my ass? Um, roll an investigation check. <clears throat> Eleven. <laughs> you imagine that they probably have something similar on the dwarven side. Fuck. Uh, I'm not gonna bother. Whatever. I'll just die. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm a wizard. Let's die. <laughs> <laughs> they they turned you out there. Mm-hmm. Give me your money. I'll go in by myself. Oh. Oh. Yeah, great. I'll give <laughs> you 300 gold. <laughs> give, me, give me as much as you can get for that, please. Okay. I'm very tired. Pen and paper? <laughs> no. no. Healing potions. No. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want to grab healing potions for me and for Cosmos. And then also um, any vials of poison I might be able to dip crossbow bolts into. Mm. Totally. Mm. Um, okay, roll a persuasion check at advantage. Yes. Quick question while they're doing that. What's with the skull? Where? Oh, that's the literal frozen skull of Talgarak, the father giant. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's cool. a shrine to him. Toy. And then also the Mezkiron's three deities. There's right. a shrine to them as well because they the died nom, in that battle. Yeah, the, the Mezkiron, Nom Ivon, Nom Vagarushin, Nom Nom. Yep. Great. Those are the dwarven deities. Yeah. I knew that. 19. 19. Um, you are able to. Yeah. You are able to get uh, the same deal. Uh, you can get potions of healing at 38 gold, superior at 175. Or, sorry, greater at 175 and superior at 1,750. Yes. What, what math? Mm-hmm. Let me do the math for How you. How much? For mine. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Pause recording <laughs> for math. <laughs> Pause for math. I'm going to run around. Excuse me. Pause for math. Uh, you can get me a greater healing and three regular healings. So I didn't come that prepared. Um, <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We, yeah, we'll we get it though. But you can have a greater and then you can just re-roll your two d4s whenever you're using your... Um, as long as you keep track of them on your inventory. Okay. I will trust you all to keep track of things yeah. on your One greater, inventory. three minors. Um, and then... How much, do you, how much are you selling? Uh, well, how much is the poison? Oh, right. Uh, the poison with that persuasion check is going to be 75 gold per vial. And a vial can coat 10 bolts. Great. So I will get a vial and a grater. Okay. For... 250. No, okay. 75 and... Oh, and a grater, which is 175. It is 250. I thought it was 75 and 75. Yeah. That's it. Potions are such a scam ripoff. They D&D. really it's are. It's so <laughs> terrible. It's terrible but healing. But it's so necessary. It is so necessary and it's so terrible. I know. It's a buyer's market. My favorite thing is we've still been running a year in our actual game. We've never bought, We've never bought a single potion <laughs> a single ever. Potion. We don't have the money. 
money. Are you kidding me? My money has no money. I'm terrible at giving. Have a they do like a grand quest, and they're like, "Great job." That's what you get. A pat on the head, a favor later. And then we have a cleric. We don't need potion. Yeah, it's fine. Can someone let me know what the what poison damage for the poison is? Poison. Do not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it damage or does it just cause the poison status? It's not poison status, it's an acid damage. Yeah. Oh. Maybe hmm. different kinds, though. Hmm. I think there are different kinds. Well, <coughs> there are different kinds, mm-hmm. but the, one. the regular uh, thing. Your, your PBA. It's, it's probably 1d6, I think. The PBA. 1d4 or 1d6. PG? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 1d6. 1d6 poison damage? Uh, uh, acid? I'm, I'm dyslexic. Poison damage. Oh, okay. well, it really depends on what kind of know. poison. <laughs> what what acid damage? It's going to be acid damage. It's part of my okay. character. Um, really? So there's no constitution <laughs> saving throw. ugly nerd. No, but with <laughs> the acid damage, it's uh, metallic corrosive poison. <laughs> Fucking brown so and hitting metal, it'll burn through it. Sorry. What kind of is that? So hitting metal, it will burn through it. All right. My good. We good. Do not disturb. I'm gonna go around. One d six. Browse. So I have no intention of buying a ton of stuff, but <laughs> I want a signal whistle. A what? A signaling whistle. I saw it in the list of things. I want a whistle. I'm sure it's in here then. <laughs> it's like one <laughs> copper. <laughs> Great, you have. <laughs> Wait, you have a whistle. No, for making me go through this, you have to fucking pay. (laughs) Oh, whistles, that's a... Sure enough, there it is. (laughs) And because I'm mad at you, it's going to be the expensive version, which is still only eight copper. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Inconsequential. I'm going to say that it's it's a whistle that's heard up to 300 feet. Nice. Ooh, cool. It probably has rules to it, but I don't care. Fuck it. The DM. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, how much was the, the minor healing potion? Well, it depends. Depends on if they like you. How could they not like me? <laughs> I'm clackers. That's, yeah, that's why. You're, you're going into oh, not man, just tea leaves, so you're rolling a disadvantage. Oh, okay. Those are racist there. They sure Good. are. Well, of which persuasion? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, eight. Yeah. Probably heard yeah. you calling me an ugly nerd, the son of the king. <laughs> you walk in, and they're so why. fed up with dwarves walking into their establishment right. today asking for potions. That <laughs> asking? They, I'm not asking for free potions. <laughs> that they, if you want one, a regular healing potion is going to cost you 80 gold. <gasps> Whatever, they wouldn't even sell me. Price Anything. gouge. So, price gouge. Hmm. And we're just going out, right? So, I mean, what's this money even mean? That's true. Yeah, no. It doesn't you, mean anything. So I'm, spend I'm it. telling you right now, you will not come back here yeah. unless you are like, I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that's the price you're pretty making me pay, I'll take three of them. They have dollar signs in their eyes and <laughs> drool on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep most of my money. All right. Just in case, you never know. I could bribe someone. You're going to die yeah. with that money. Is that everything we want to buy? Rutherford, anything for you other than the potions? No. Just like if we have enough rations and stuff, right? For I don't know. 
what you got on you. You're not making me role play uh. food. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. Who's <laughs> to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. No, you guys probably have explorers. Yeah. yeah, some of you. Well, have I have a scholar's packs. pack, but yeah, well, I was so prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. You're fine. Rations is fine. Right. Okay. Although one of my players was like, how many can I die with that? I was like, 90. And she's like, I'll take them all. And I was like, <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. yeah, no. Not doing it. Not buying rations. I'll starve to death if that's what you want. <laughs> or it was 90 pounds worth of rations yeah, or something. Ridiculous. I was like, all right. And you want to go to the docks? Does anybody want to do anything before they leave? Uh, I'll talk to Cosmos before. Okay. <laughs> um, you'll have an opportunity to tonight at okay. the tavern as well. Sure, sure. Um, and it's up in that corner with the bloody clutch, the hag's hovel, the siren slit, and the frothing weasel. Frothing slit? That's disgusting. No, the, the siren, siren slit, slit oh. which is even worse. It's frothing pretty, slit. That's pretty bad. Frothing slit. Weasel. Hi, see. Siren's weasel. Fish pussy. <laughs> Fish pussy, yeah. Oh. Um. The bloody slit, right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, do have a, I do have a tavern in my campaign called the Bloody Horse. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I think I might either... For sure, I want to give prayer to the Mezcaron, and then I also would like to uh, probably see my brother at some point because my father's going to be too busy, I'm sure. Okay. Great. And you're going to the docks. Mm -hmm. Anybody else doing anything? Is there a place to research what the we just heard about? You've here? been you've been doing all this research in preparation to this moment. Okay. Which you'll be able to roll for as we continue. Sure. And we are an hour in and we have yet to start the journey. You know, that's how it be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love How about you, I'll just head to the front and weasel early and like have a beer and wait. Cool. Okay. As you arrive, because you are a chosen um, scout, drinks are on the house. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get schnockered before going out. Great, perfect. <laughs> okay. okay, let's start off at the docks. Um, <clears throat> as you arrive at the docks, uh, Along the severely windy coastline, a gnome in a gilded bandana is yelling orders. He's wearing a tanned leather vest with teal accents that seem to emulate waves crashing alongside uh, the seams of his garments. He has gold hoops in his ears, which you realize are more blunt than the average gnome. Uh, he has brown skin and raven hair. A beard sectioned off into two matted braids and boots far nicer and make than any of his underlings who are currently carrying cargo back and forth. He's yelling orders to various uh, gnomes that are carrying things off of his ship. Precious cargo here, careful loading. So which family member is this? This is this is your uncle. Okay. This is... Theo. <clears throat> Have you seen my dad? Oh, I haven't seen him around since we got here. He's probably over at the tents and camps, maybe. Okay. Well, <coughs> I... I checked the sun, yes. Huh? see the time. Oh, I yeah, it's probably... Oh, like I have a keen mind. I know exactly what time it is. Two o'clock. <laughs> Done. <laughs> what time? Ding. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess I have time to go see them. I... Have you... 
had your meeting yet? Uh, it's, uh, it's to come. It'll probably be tomorrow, I imagine, after you all head out. Okay. But, um, be, be careful out there. Make sure you make it back. We don't have a lot of sailors. I know. We just... We're not sure that there's going to be anything to solve. So... But you and I both know that if nobody's getting on board, our family is. Absolutely. All right. Good luck. <laughs> to you as well. And I'll run over to the tents and camps. Okay. Um, easy enough to find your father in mm-hmm. in the um, tents that you, you have, like, each separate family tents. Okay. Uh, I just... I'm heading into as the As soon mountains. as you uh, part in and you're like, I... He turns around and hugs you. Be big for family. I know. Please be safe. I will. You could be in history books. I know. <laughs> I I don't know about the rest of the scouting troop I'm going with. It's yeah, a bunch look, of brains. They look like a bunch of crazy fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Some brains and some hammers, really. Yeah, brains and hammers. Well, now they got a cloak on their side too, so okay. Keep them safe. Well, look out for yourself first. I have. I will. <sighs> Just be ready to leave. I always am. I know. Well, that's it. No <laughs> long goodbyes. I'm going away now. As soon as you exit the tent, <laughs> you feel up on the back of your head, and a small, lesser healing potion hits you on the yeah. way out. <laughs> Thank you. There is no reply. <laughs> I'm going away now. <laughs> and I'm going to head over to the frothing weasel. Yeah, that frothy, <laughs> slitty siren weasel. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I love dwarves. What stupid, stupid people. <laughs> uh, all right. You make your way over to um, the Shrine of Tagarok, where the three monuments to your deities are. Uh, there's no one there when you arrive. Mm-hmm. The fog is lightly settling past the mountains. Uh, it, you can see the balded head of the frozen over skull just behind these statues of your deities. Yeah. Uh, I leave my scrimshaw and offering to the deities and make my prayers, especially to Nomi Von. And uh, uh, bless uh, and ask for their blessings for this journey to watch over us as well. And then, per usual with your deities, you feel no reply, but you feel heard. Yep. That's heard. Heard. <laughs> I haven't. Can confirm. Heard. It's it's normal. It feels the same thing with my father. <laughs> uh, oh no! Fuck. Yikes. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, is is my is my brother around so I could say goodbye? Or if you head over to the Regnant Hall, your entire family is housed there. I don't know. If, I I don't think I'd want if I don't want to see father. So no, I'm I'm just gonna go to the to the bar. Okay. Can I catch the astromancer really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Just want to hear that voice again. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes a while because. They're not in their tent or seeing the shaman or in the big house. 
and eventually you just catch them perusing the street fairs. Great. <clears throat> Osmo! Uh, Astromancer. <laughs> oh, please, self-lamor all the time. <laughs> what? Oh, I... Uh, we leave tonight. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know, it's... I I thought when you sent me on this that I would be ready, and I don't know that I am. You're probably not. None of us could be. Thank you, as usual, for the comfort, Astromancer. Just remember, everything that you learned... I don't know what I was expecting from this. Thank you, Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> they take a bite out of an apple yes. that they did not pay for. I will. <laughs> I will see you if I return. Yes, I probably will, unless I'm blind by them. <laughs> Thank you, Astromancer, for your time. I'll go now. <laughs> Fantastic. Everyone meets up at the Frothing Weasel. I have, I'm, I'm drinking with, with backers now. Um, <laughs> sunset has come, and the Frothing Weasel is booming with excitement. There are many, many people here. Upon entry, many of you get various kinds of standing ovations and praise and applause. Uh, the more famous of you, specifically Vondor. Uh, people even ask for your autographs, tell you to be safe. Um, ask for your uh, blessings with their crops and harvest, etc. Oh, I, will, I will do that for all of them, in the name of Mescarania. <laughs> Great. Very uncomfortable. And for everyone here, including you, Rutherford, <laughs> drinks are free. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely drinking as much grog as possible. I'm probably even singing the dwarf and drinking songs as well. <laughs> to which you start a rousing chorus. I have a dwarven drinking song. Yay! Not that I prepared, but that I just have. <laughs> it exists. Oh, no. And you start it up, and the whole tavern of dwarves um, join in with you, and they start singing. So fuck as honest to them, and fuck them where they can't. I either punch them in the glade or shot another ounce. Hey! <laughs> and everybody takes a shot. But the shot is an entire pint of ale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cosmos, can I talk to you? <laughs> I'm not drinking. I am also not drinking. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to um, bury the hatchet, as they so call say in the normal tongue. And I would like to um, just offer my um, sincere uh, olive branch, as it were. I want to be friends on this uh, excavation that we are going on. Because we'll be traveling together. Quite a lot together, so... <laughs> Fine. Wonderful! Wonderful. All that water straight under that bridge, as they say. Wonderful. Um, cool. So, what... I think we'd share notes about what we know about, ah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we're going on, so we can be better informed of what we're doing. 
Well, I have the map. <clears throat> Important. Yes, I have been trying to figure out what these triangles mean. Mm. <laughs> uh, Maybe mountains? Yes. <laughs> Probably. Mm. I don't have much, but I do have uh, the entire dream written out. Honestly, I think that was all kind of books, and we should just trust our instincts and go on forth and find whatever is causing this and get rid of it. Come on back. Okay. Great. Good talk. Good talk. All right. I will go back. I'm going to go find Erwin. I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, I go to the table and just read some research notes. I will continue sketching out this map, trying to figure out what the fuck this means. You know the vague direction that you need to go. Yeah. You specifically, probably, uh, of the gnomish side, you are the one who is giving the most information of where you're headed. But nobody truly knows. Right. You know that you're going to need to go north into um, uh, over Childress Pass, um, which is a, a mountain pass, and over it into the Tundera Wilds, which is giant territory. Great. I have a question for the group. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a compass? Yes. Well, I am a in compass. my head. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> huh. And then there was love. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Yes, we're fine. Oh, okay. I thought we might need a compass. That way's north. I point north. Well, I'm going to adjust your hand just ever so slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the astromancer could do. That is true. And do not worry, I have a bunch of wonderful spells that will protect us all in the coming storms of the very dangerous weather. Well, a bunch. Sure. (laughs) Quote, unquote. Yes, a bunch. Sure. (laughs) Let's go. I have a a question for the DM. Yeah. Um, Is it... Is it okay for me to pre-dip ten of my bolts? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna do that. You can do that over your. You can do that over your long rest. Great. Great. Cool. Mm. Never dipped. All right. Let's get started on this adventure sometime today, huh? Yeah. Tomorrow. 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 (laughs) Literally. I mean, literally today. (laughs) Sure. 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 (laughs) Just if there's anything anybody else wants to do before bed. Yes, I would. What I would like to do is then I'm just gonna burn off my two. uh, channel channel divinities. divinities, and I'm going to use um, some of the ball bearings I have to make my own compass and Jesus. a set of thief tools. Done and done. Whoa. Orange <laughs> clerics. <laughs> but you don't have proficiency in thief tools. Right? I don't, but I just okay. would like to have totally. them in case it's needed. I was just checking to make sure. Great. Everybody finds their way back to their tents and heads off to sleep. Some of you find rest easier than others. Some of you nervous about the journey that is ahead. 
and everyone can go ahead and take a long rest. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I was like, do I have any spells that I want to blast before we go to sleep? <laughs> I guess not. Like, too late. Doesn't matter. Stick your hand out of the tent and just start. Fireball! 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 Just summon bugs. To bother Rutherford. Hatchet buried, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> have some bugs. As you all drift off to sleep. Yeah. The night here is very cold, um, even more so than it has been in your homes, even more so than the journey over here. Every day seems to get colder, and finding yourself so close to the shore, it is almost unbearable. Though it is quiet, the sounds and the atmosphere of the mountain range around you provide a fairly peaceful rest. But you awake with an ear-splitting and earth-shaking boom like ice splintering beneath a frozen ocean. Your tents collapse all on top of you. Everyone make a survival check. What's right? 15. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm. 23. Mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. 12? Mm-hmm. So our two smarty pantses uh, <laughs> take hell of a long time trying to get out from underneath of their tents, but everyone else looks up into the sky and sees um, oh, you you all gather at the meeting place uh, designated for you, which was kind of the central square where the frothing weasel hags hobble, bloody mm-hmm. clutch and siren slit meet. Um, you look up to see innumerable shelves of pink light scatter across the whole sky lining um, your surroundings with a, with a sepia tint. You hear Hayakal somewhere off in the distance shouting some incomprehensible nonsense about uh, the d- destruction of the entire plane and uh, <laughs> that everyone disrespects his discipline. Their discipline. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at the center of these light shelves, there's a dark purple, what looks to be like fractures, like frozen lightning through the sky. The pink aura emanates from the cracks like a radiant bruise. Uh, Once your eyes adjust to the brightness, you discern that the purple cracks are spreading from a focal point into the wilderness of the north uh, of Talcarac, where you are all headed. Um, At this time, uh, Cosmos and Rutherford, you make it to the group as well. Around you, the gnomes and dwarves are mobilizing you very differently. The dwarves are uh, visibly unsettled, but immediately gathering troops and uh, donning armor as to engage with a battle with the sky. Um, The gnomes are all huddled together in smaller clumps, a number of them pulling out pipes and smoking and playing instruments mournfully. Uh, Neither response uh, indicates much presence of mind or much success for the future, and nobody prepares uh, seems to be prepared for anything useful. (laughs) Uh, Hadoma waddles up to the Peace Weaver, waddles up to all of you, um, her, her braids uh, all messed in her hair. Her quarrel of her details is over. Go and stem this doom and save us all. And uh, the Atar signals just north of you. He's over by the barracks. And uh, <clears throat> he is already in his full armor. Possibly he slept in it. Um, Sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the two dwarves, you recognize this hand, so, uh, hand signal to be a slightly more frantic version of the dwarven sign for forward march. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It starts in marching. What? Okay. Everyone begins to head <laughs> out. <laughs> Everyone begins to head out. Yeah. 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 I'm sh- I'm shaking all day from the fucking PTSD of my tent collapsing on me. <laughs> I just thought it was animal. Animal. Just dumb. Oh, but that being said, your tents, other than the ones that collapsed, are able to be packed with you. Uh, mm. Yeah, so Whoa. three tents. Yeah. Um, uh, on the map, you will see a grayed out area headed north, and that is where you're headed. Can I get a marching order? I will go first. Erwin. Mm-hmm. A second. Okay. I'll stay in the middle. <laughs> middle, middle. I'll go last. I'll be also in the middle, but slightly behind. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Traversing farther northward, headed by Erwin of uh, the what, Paler. Is how you say your last name? Paler. Paler. Headed by Erwin Paler. You all don't spend long traveling before you begin to find that. Decay hangs heavy in the air. The smell of rot infiltrates your noses very, very quickly. Um, The smell of rotting flesh, rotting, um, like, tree rot, and various kinds of plants and mildew hangs very, very heavily. Um, You discover that the ground begins to shift from its normal... um, white tundra into a grayer, harder, cracked surface. You begin, uh, or you travel on this path for some time before coming to the base of your first step, which is the base of Childress Pass. Two massive mountains hang in front of you. Um, It is difficult to see exactly where the path leads between them because there is a large uh, plateau that you are confronted with of roughly 30 or 40 feet high and then once the plateau is scaled you see that it must go on for a little ways before actually becoming the true children's pass that goes in between these two mountains Um, this ice has not been here before uh, those of you who have visited here, probably only you two. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwarves. Clackers, and yeah. Uh, I'm used to pointing, and I forget <laughs> okay. that I have to say things. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dwarves that have been here before, you recognize that this, this plateau of ice has not been here before. Um, so mm-hmm. the path to Childress path Pass is going to be far more difficult. As you come up to the edge, um, you all safely made it here. You find that you will need to find a way to scale this cliffside. I've I've pulled one of the furs up over my face to shield from the wind. Um, But I realize in order to talk to people, I'm gonna have to bring that back down. So I push push the furs down against my chest and I I tell them to, to wait here. And I'm gonna scout ahead. Can I investigate a a possible path for footings? It is a straight 90 degree iced cliffside. How tall is it up? 30 or 40 feet. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Could I misty step up there? Um, What is your range on misty? Can Uh, you read me misty step? 30 feet. Uh, I can teleport 30 feet. Uh, You could get 30 feet up. 
You say 90 feet was how tall it was? Said between 30 and 40. It's difficult to tell. You um, can't quite get an accurate measure. Can we, like, based on the base? Can we see how thick the ice seems? Is it, like, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. I'm not doing so good today. Nine. (laughs) Looks pretty thick. (laughs) It goes, um, you can't see where the ice actually leads to deep within, but you kind of like cup your hands up to the ice wall and look in. Looks pretty thick. Dark blue. Yep. Okay. Rutherford. Initiative. Uh, I go up and I jump on a rock and get as high as I can, and then I teleport 30 feet up there. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. Roll a dexterity saving throw for me. Five. <laughs> you jump on... There are not really any rocks at the base of this, but you get up another inch mm-hmm. on, a like, a small little uh, yeah. firm plateau rock, mm-hmm. and you stand on it, and you <laughs> Superman up, mm-hmm. and you make it to a fair distance. Mm-hmm before realizing that it's probably another 10 or 20 feet before the top, and you slide <laughs> down, failing that dexterity saving throw, you will take... Like a loony to Eight points of bludgeoning damage wow. as you fall to the ground, lightly cushioned by the snow beneath you. Oh! Ah! Didn't work. Right. I'm gonna cast Web... On the ice. How far is the reach on it? Um, it can fill a twenty-foot cube of my uh, from the point that I choose, which is within sixty feet of me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna give us like twenty feet of <laughs> stuff to stick on, yeah. and then I'm going to teleport to the top because <laughs> I can teleport thirty feet. Okay, um, and. It just web just makes it hazardous terrain, correct? It makes it sticky Difficult terrain. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and roll a athletics check for me. <laughs> oh, good. I'm good at those. Mm, Eighteen. It takes you a while to climb up the side of the web because it is fairly difficult, very cold, and takes a while because it is very sticky. Mm. Um, but you make it up to the twenty feet, and then you go ahead and and you're just standing on top. Ah. What are you waiting for? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. How long does web last? An hour. An hour? Uh, I I would like to offer something. Can I, with my knowledge in being a forged cleric, as well as um, being the metalsmith that I am, take some of the caltrops that I have and be able to put them on... A, our shoes, right? As yeah, kind of yeah. like a pair of a ice climbing those, as well as um, we could then use whatever dagger knives that we have to then climb the sheer wall. You can you, use the web <laughs> to get well, up, <laughs> to get up <laughs> that much, but then we can use the, the rest of it to help climb the rest for those who don't. I'll have say to if you want to affix uh, to everyone's shoes, that'll use up all of them, but I will let you. Okay. It'll take uh, probably better part of a half hour to affix all of them to everyone's shoes? Sure. I do not need it. Uh, good sire. <laughs> I uh, will do the same as my friend Cosmo. Take you, so you this, this time. rope with you. 
No, thank you. Please take this rope with you. Uh, no, thank you. Take the rope. I uh, no, thank you. <laughs> take the fucking rope. Uh, I. We do not need to be crass with each other, good gnome. Then help us. With. If you're teleporting up, take the rope. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. I get your meaning, as they say. Uh, yes, I will take the rope, and I will go climb up 20 feet and then teleport Missy Step. And you follow suit, and you are able to do this as well, making it to the top with the rope. Okay, I will. How long is your hempen rope? It's 50 feet. Mm-hmm. Toss it down. Not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw the rope on There you go. <laughs> No, I hold on to the other end. (laughs) As you toss it, it and lands in the snow beneath. Uh, I will use it to start climbing up then. Yeah, with the with your shoes. Yes. still. Yeah. So it, it does take a little bit of time. It is very cold. The longer you are out here, the colder it seems to get, mm-hmm. and the less your bodies are able to handle it. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you begin scaling the side of the wall. I mean, are you going to be helping with this as well? Holding the rope. Holding the rope. I'm not <laughs> useful. Cosmos, I got this. I have natural dragonborn strength. Right. So, uh, I would like you to roll strength saving throw as Vondor is the first to climb up, and you are standing on solid ice. Hmm. (laughs) How heavy is Vondor? Oh, Vondor is, I think, like about 110? Okay. 110 pounds? Oh, he's little. Tiny, tiny. Little boy. Yeah. Is there any place to tie the rope to as well? As well he's, only, he's only four foot here. five. Roll a perception check. Well, he is. Okay. I know, but like four foot dwarves are usually yeah. like 250 pounds. <laughs> you're a little boy. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't eat heavy much. either. I'm a buck 50. <laughs> I have all the years to I'm shorter. I'm shorter, but. Six. Doesn't seem like there's anything to attach it to. All right, I'll hold it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty. What's your strength base stat? Doesn't matter. Yikes! Two. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> you uh, grab onto it. You take your first step, and you go, you start to slide, and you let go of the rope, <laughs> which causes me to fall flat on my head. Yeah, but only like a couple inches. Yeah, so you're fine. Mm. If with them at the top, can they tell how thick the ice is? You can see that the plateau has probably like a hundred feet back before it connects to the mountainside. My bad. (laughs) Can I burn just like some little footholds up here? My produced way. Just enough to get his feet in so he doesn't slide forward? Hmm. Yeah, you can give that a try uh, with produced flame. Right. Um, that's the one that you can hold it in your hand, correct? Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, okay, go ahead and roll a dexterity check for me. Uh, 11? Um, so you go ahead and you produce this little flame in your hands and as you lower it down to the ground and uh, try to like like open a tiny little bit on the bottom of your hands to let the, the heat melt through, yeah. the flame kind of starts dripping out of your hands and it starts to melt the ice just a bit and you're like, okay, okay, this isn't so bad. And it starts to... And then you hear... 
and a huge splinter from your point of origin shatters all the way to the ground, and I'd like everyone to roll a dexterity saving throw. 18. 15. 25. 18. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> what kind of dragonborn are you? <laughs> well, rip, dude. Great. Oh, no, wait. <coughs> Three. <laughs> Sorry. Excellent. So, uh, this whole section of land splinters down to the ground, and it shatters apart. Little chips of ice start to fall off, and um, our... All of you, our mountainous people, know what's coming next. Uh, snow begins to ascend from the, the top of this plateau as well and fall off the edges. And then <laughs> shattering pieces of the plateau as it falls below, uh, uh, to, to 40 feet below as you have to dodge out of the way. And then suddenly in one massive uh, explosion, the ice shatters altogether. Oh, nice. An avalanche occurs as... Uh, all of you beneath are safe and take absolutely no damage. You run fast enough and get out of the way that it kind of just slides to a halt where you are. You, on the other hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, take uh, eight points of cold damage. and But I am resistant to cold damage. Well, that's excellent because you are also both standing on top <clears throat> of a 40-foot fall. <laughs> I'm gonna cast cast Tensor's floating disc. Which does what? Which creates a circular horizontal plane of force three feet in diameter that floats three feet above the ground, remains for the duration, can hold up to five hundred pounds. Is it a reaction? No, I'm just doing it as the whole thing falls. <laughs> what was your dexterity saving throw at? Fifteen. I will let you cast it on yourself. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um the whole thing shatters and falls, and additionally to the cold damage, mm-hmm. the fall you will take. Uh, Wait, 13, 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Ah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> Bollocks! And you now all witness this whole mountainside um, where the plateau was has created an elongated mountainside that is now impossible to travel through, Hmm. as you know what an avalanche is like. Uh, Impossible to just walk on top of because you will just sink straight in. Because it is loose snow and ice. Well, folks, let's go home. (laughs) (laughs) Guess it's over. Let's turn around and go back. Don't Don't be a coward. and Wait for it all to blow over. <laughs> so, am I up top, or am I just safe from the snow? You are. I believe it stays in one place. You said, yeah. So you are currently floating where you were standing, great, hovering <laughs> above the rest of the group, great. Can you move it? Yeah, yeah, I can move it actually. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, nice hoverboard. <laughs> well, if I no, if I move away from it, it will follow me. So I can't move it by myself. Mm. So I'm up here. Is it like a trusty, like, it will be where you are as you take steps? <clears throat> nope. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll okay. just be up here. How long does it last? An hour. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Your web is like little bits of it are still <laughs> hanging on to some of the yeah. ice cubes. Yeah. Hmm. 
So, I don't know if this will help, but I can turn all that snow into ice. That's... And then we can be in the same situation as that we, we were, were in before, but a more slightly slanted area where we can... Plus, those also that have the caltrops that I put on your shoes will probably well, be able to... Uh, yeah, if, if the whole thing becomes ice again. I, which I am capable of doing, yes. I am an ice sorcerer. Do I believe that? <laughs> Do I believe that you're capable of doing that? Roll an insight check and roll either <laughs> persuasion or deception. Uh, it's persuasion. Yeah, don't tell. Oh. What's your insight? 17. Uh, that's 24. <clears throat> you believe him. All right. All right. Okay. I'll just stay up here <laughs> for now until we come up mm. with another... Solution. My dwarven, <laughs> my dwarven friends, go ahead and roll a history check for me. Twelve. Fourteen. Um, you seem to recall that there are that there are other passageways around or through. Um, you could continue to try this one as well. Um, you know that there are a number of subterranean rivers that flow here, as well as you could take the time to travel all the way around this mountain range. I will bring up that there are other ways that we can go, such as subterranean rivers, or we can go the long way. Mm. We don't have might be time for the long way. River might be better. Because I'm just about 50-50 on the freezing the ice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Well, uh, let's go check out the river then. Do you want to come down from there? Not particularly. Well, but I will. So I'm going to, I guess, just take a little little run and hop and try to teleport down there. Clackers, how strong are you? What kind of question is that? I'm playing strong. Okay. Get ready to catch. Can I look to see if there's any fallen trees from said avalanche? Uh, sure. Uh, roll a... What do you do? Roll an investigation check. And while you're doing that, um, you go ahead and you're like, well, here goes nothing. And you take a little light skip run and you hop down and you kind of close your eyes and you teleport. And when you open your eyes... Your little hoverboard, because it has followed you to where it was summoned, <laughs> finds itself directly under you with only a foot left of ground beneath you. Wow. Simple. <laughs> and you all witness as like... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I got a 12. Um, there are certainly fallen trees in this area. However, they are buried under the rubble of the avalanche. Mm, okay. So we couldn't find any wood then. All right, never mind then. I'll All just right. hop down <laughs> off, off my uh, off my little. It won't let you. Disc. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will float. <laughs> I was hoping to find some wood. So if we're going the we're going the river route, we could build a raft. We're gonna make a boat. <laughs> a raft. Right now. <laughs> All right, that would take too long. Where is said river? Subterranean. Subterranean. Well, oh. start digging. Blue doesn't have dark vision. Huh? Well, we're all good. <laughs> uh, we need to go underground. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. 
Okay. You don't know where an entrance to any of these subterranean rooms are. <laughs> you just know they're down. Yeah, well, but lead the way. Two people can or uh, can roll their own survival checks to search for them, or you can help someone to give them advantage. Just gonna roll. Not gonna discuss oh, whether I right. wanted to do individual or. <laughs> okay, I'll All go right. for survival. All right, go ahead, guys. Okay, seventeen. All right, fifteen. Both of you are able to locate after a little bit of time. Maybe what is twenty minutes? Mm. <laughs> Jeopardy. What is twenty minutes? What is 20 minutes? Um, <laughs> you. I don't know why I made that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you are able to find just slightly where, uh, off farther to the left, where the avalanche has just barely encroached on a hole that drops straight down. Um, there are a number of holes in this area that lead to the subterranean rivers that have been mined out by dwarves throughout various times. Uh, I want to check to make sure that this hole isn't going to collapse in on us mm. as soon as we come in. Because we give we just a, had an a- avalanche, so the ground's... Give it a separate survival check. I would like to help Dwarves hollowed them out? Yes. What? Dwarves hollowed them out? Would you consider that stonework? Um, for your stone cunning? Yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably help you out better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's dwarven stonework. Um, do I know why those? So I didn't mean to totally. Do your thing. <laughs> um, stone cunning, I believe you. I get two times proficiency. Yes. History check. So go ahead. Related to stone work. <laughs> go ahead and roll a history check, but you can still roll your survival check on oh, that as not. well. Um, though we are doing one other thing, you're going to roll solo. It's nine. Unfortunately, your house hasn't been very involved in the treks to the north. They look like dwarf holes. (laughs) Mm, My favorite kind. (laughs) Uh, Survival, you said? Yeah. 19. It does look fairly stable. You can peek down in. It's a a 30-foot drop down. It's straight down. And it looks... You have dark vision, yes? Yes. It looks as though the rivers beneath have been frozen over completely. Wonderful. Are there any sturdy objects around? Like a large boulder or Fallen a tree? tree? What's your strength? Uh, my strength is 18. Oh, okay. You can fairly easily find a large chunk of ice or large stone. I would like to take my hemp and rope to tie around it. Yes, yeah, so if somebody lost mine. To drop it down. <laughs> Both of you, basically, through the avalanche. Uh, you're connecting the the stone rope side to what is staying up here, and then you're dropping the rope down? Right, so it would be tying off the hemp and rope to said sturdy object. Gotcha. To drop it down. Go ahead and roll an investigation check in that case. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Two. Oh. Mm. Well, you find... Um, you can't find any... Uh, solid, like, frozen-in stones or trees that are nearby that you could attach to it. Mm-hmm. But you do find a fairly large rock that you can roll over to put the rope underneath. Okay. I don't know if I trust that. And, and tie it around. Hmm. If the rock can hold your weight. It can hold is my weight. Is there a tree still living in the ground within 20 feet of the hole? Not within 20 feet. The hole down, is it sheer ice 
from like runoff, or is it the whole straight down? Yeah, it is mostly rock that has been mined, but it is like slightly crystallized, like frozen over. I'm gonna climb down. Okay, I'm just gonna hold the rope too. Okay. Are you taking the rope with you? No, I'm gonna use that rock to position myself. As an anchor point. Oh, okay. So people can climb down. Oh, I, the rope. I just went without the rope. Um, you just <laughs> jumped just down went, without the rope? Okay. I, I climbed down. I didn't jump down. Go ahead and rope. roll an athletics check. Uh, da, 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 da. Dirty 20. You are able to scale down the side perfectly fine. You make it down and you, like, very safely, like, test tap your foot on the frozen river beneath. And it seems pretty sturdy. And eventually you. And you check it, and you keep jumping, and it doesn't seem to make... I mean, every time you hit the ground, it makes the kind of, like... Oh, yeah. Like it's Just echoing seconds. through the ice, but it's solid straight through. We're good down here! How far? Uh, about 30 feet! I'll jump down. Jump? <laughs> Climb? Climb. <laughs> Whatever. I'll Whatever. take a bludgeon damage. I'm jumping. Down. <laughs> I'll jump down. Seriously? You have the disc, because I can teleport. You also have the oh, disc. Oh, yeah, you can, you can teleport. <laughs> I can teleport. <laughs> Your disc is not going to be able to make it in here, because it's too it's big. It's too big. Oh. <laughs> um, but you do teleport down nice and safely. Would it just keep, like, bumping it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> uh, I guess my rope thing doesn't work. I'll, I will follow suit and climb down as well. Bring the rope uh, with yeah. you, though. Well, I'll bring the rope. checks for me. Damn it. And are you... I will go last and Misty step. 16. 8. Um, okay, you do not fall as you are headed down. You slip a few times, but Vondar has gone just before you, and he managed to catch you. He manages <laughs> to catch you on your way. Bumping slipping. Ass on yeah, basically. <laughs> Sorry. Right Get oh, off me, clackers. Pardon me. So Teabagging in the hole. Watch out. No, no. <laughs> as, uh, I'm the last one up there, and when they all go down, I'm like, oh, I hurt so bad. Oh. And I take out a healing potion. I take it really fast. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Is it one of your greater or the minor, or the minor one? So that's five plus two, right? Plus four. Plus four. Oh, wait, no. Plus two. 2d4 two plus two. Yes. So that's six. Seven. Seven. <laughs> okay. Math. Uh, and oh, yeah, I heal a lot of the internal bleeding I was having. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, much, how much damage did you take? A lot. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a lot. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then, and then, then I try to uh, pull myself together. Okay, you got this. Guys, I can't wait you to kill this. Kendall. <laughs> and then you're going to scale down the side. Uh, I'm just going to Misty step down there. Uh, Misty step down there? Yeah, because I look down there because it's 30 feet, right? Yep. So I can just... Is Misty step... Are you expending spell slots for yes. this? Okay. I am. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was uh, We're like a, you know, all our spell <laughs> slots. Incredible. Sheesh. Great. So after I am out of second level spells. <laughs> great. So our very first challenge. Eight a.m. Um, you make it down to the subterranean river. Mm-hmm. All of do all of you have dark vision? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if dragonborns did, but good. Oh yeah. Do yeah. dragonborns have dark vision? Actually, it's not on my sheet, so I don't think I did. Oh, no. That's fine. I'm going to produce a flame in my hand. It gives 10 feet of bright light and then another 10 feet of dim light. Okay. Um, 
as you ignite the flame, um, all of you, because I don't think any of you have superior. It's just all just dark vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors come into play, and you realize that the frozen river beneath you is solid frozen black. Oh, great. Um, <clears throat> it, you can't see through it. It's not translucent, completely opaque black that is just straight up frozen beneath you. Um, you all begin to walk down this uh, subterranean river, and it seems to go on for a while. It's colder down here than it even was outside. Um, So much so that many of you who are not near the flame begin shaking and chattering, and uh, the tips of your fingers begin to get numb. It seems like it will be... Well, then I will make my own flame with thaumaturgy. Yeah. Does it give off heat? It doesn't it, produce heat. It doesn't? I thought you can no, start out, you can light a candle or something like that. Oh, you... And then you I can torch. do that with a torch, a torch? which has the explorer's back. I mean, if you have a torch, okay, so light a torch. Yeah. you can have a tinder box. Yeah. 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 yeah, let's light some torches. Yeah. Is everyone going to light a torch? Yeah. No. I have my wife right. on my hands. Yeah. So yeah. No, I will not. Is everybody um, else. Since I'm leading the charge, who's directly behind me? Uh, it is Clackers. Do you have a torch? Yeah. Okay, everyone's in a while. torch? No, well, my plan right now is to go ahead and then every once in a while run back and warm myself on you. <laughs> yeah. You are, um, because of the heat, mm-hmm. you are able to stave off any um, external damage from the uh, river's iciness. However, you begin to hear from beneath your your footsteps that once were are more (laughs) we know the hustle I think and you surmise that the river beneath is slowly beginning to melt oh man we really need to hustle yeah (laughs) um I will take my action to sprint (laughs) (laughs) oh we're just gonna run are there like there's no like any kind of like stone walkway or I mean you know what I mean like they didn't haul out any walking no, path this is because it's a river just river okay. yep can I uh, through our walk can I see if we have left any tools or anything of interest along the way sure we'll an investigation check should we keep down to just one, one heat source yeah 14 there are various pickaxes that are frozen into the walls and things like that, but there is nothing of, like, significant value here. Okay. Should we so to prolong how long we have before the river takes us? Just have, like, one torch bearer, maybe. Oh, yeah. Have your torch in um, my flame. Sure. And then just... Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll just extinguish mine on the ground. All right. On the ground. On the ground. <laughs> <Good> shit. <laughs> Put it out with your thaumaturgy. <laughs> you put All it on right. the ground in the river. <laughs> do it like dwarves do. Lick your hand yeah. and put it out. <laughs> Stick it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my good barbarians. <laughs> After Watch some time, dragon. you are able to both keep the river solid as well as stave off any damage from the cold. Great. Um, just ahead, the light begins to show at the end of the tunnel. It is straight ahead and not another climb out. Eventually, when you um, emerge on the other side, you witness that this has uh, 
essentially like the mountains had dropped farther and it is a mining tunnel that has made its way directly out the frozen water still black uh, in a waterfall cascades down the side just a bit um, only probably like a 20 foot drop but you can continue down a now stone uh, walkway path of Mm. steps Mm. on the right hand side that will take you down into what you now see to be the rotten and overgrown Tundera Wilds. Um, It is a a tundra jungle that once belonged to the giants, and um, it has since been overgrown, unkempt, uncared for, and the plants here are all decayed and diseased. Um, Yeah. Some of them even seem to seep some kind of blackened ooze. Um, Huh. As soon as you exit uh, and start walking down the steps, all of you, just for a faint moment, start to hear in your heads. Just a whisper of a wash. (laughs) I get out my notebook. I start sketching these decaying plants. We don't have time for you to be drawing. <laughs> I am walking and drawing. Yeah, we, can, we can walk and draw. I can walk and draw. Do you want to keep the same marching order as you head into the Tendera Wilds? Erwin Clackers, Cosmos, Rutherford, Vondor. Yes, I'll stay in the back. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. We are I'm going to peek over and look at your drawing <clears throat> as you do it. We are about oh, that was to really good. Thank you. We are about to enter a skill challenge to make your way through the Tundera Wilds. All right. It will require three successes to make your way through. Okay. All right. One party member will helm one skill of their choice that um, they will then roll for to begin their journey through these wilds to make it to the other side. An example being... Um, I am really good. I'm a barbarian, and I have a sword, so I'm going to hack my way through the forest, and then I will make them roll uh, like a strength or a or survival, depending on what they're wanting to roll. And I would suggest using your highest because the DCs for these are brutal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who would like to helm the first section of this journey? All right, Erwin. What uh, skill would you like to employ? Um... I want to to stop and check from this point forward the past path of least resistance. Um, when you do an investigation of uh, the best way to get us through, um, kind probably stealthily without. I'm too dumb to play You're gonna smart character. You're going to investigate the area. I'm investigating the area. What the best roll, I'm too dumb an, to play a smart character. Roll an investigation check for me. Oh, gosh. I have 21. As you begin to investigate the area, um, you tell everyone to hold back just for a second as you head forward. Um, you look around, and there is a solid path that goes through, quote-unquote, but um, it seems to be the worst overgrown with the terrible plants that seem to like fester and spoil the road in front of you. You manage to find a slightly less used but also less overgrown path and begin to uh, guide the rest of your group through this section and you have gained your first success. I am useless in this place. (laughs) So I will continue to draw. (laughs) I 
Uh, I believe I have done a, very little. I've done a little bit of study of this area. At least I've looked at the ancient maps of this area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rely on my knowledge of the previous maps, the history, if you will, of this area <laughs> to lead us through. Go ahead and roll a history check. <laughs> 24. So you look up, um, you start to go through all of your old notes. You remember with your keen mind, you are able to quickly polish um, all of your old thoughts on these uh, on these places and all of these maps. And unfortunately, what should be the path ahead is the overgrown, terrifying, terrible path. Mm-hmm. There is only one that is familiar to you that heads straight through from the gnomish path. Uh, uh, paths of finding their way through the Tendera Wilds. And history, unfortunately, will not employ or will not help you on this endeavor. All right. And as you start to like look through all of your history books and check things through, and you're like kind of holding out to the light, and you're like, yeah, this looks right. And you kind of walk forward and. You walk up and you run into something and you put your book down and it's just this large, bulbous, round sort of plant and you think, well, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be here. And you start to hear, and a light smog washes over you from above that is black and purple and I would like you to make a constitution saving throw. Natural 20. And immediately as you start to feel it around you, you do not breathe. You take several steps back and you... (laughs) Not the right way. (laughs) Well, I can do nothing, so I will also sketch this plant. (laughs) Very nice. What do you think it it did that? What do you think it's grasped that? Hmm. Very interesting. interesting. Yes. Very Ancient plant must be, yes. Additionally... No skills can be repeated. Mm. So no one try history. <laughs> oh, that was the only thing I could have tried. So, <laughs> what, what are your stronger ones, Claggers? Uh, athletics is my best skill. Um, Probably or, better than mine. Take us on a hike. Or strength and dex. Beat um, your way through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Punch it. <laughs> punch uh, horse. There, I don't think. I'm assuming no, but there's so no I got a, animals. I got a around. four for athletics. Are there any animals? Not as far so. as you. You can, can hack your way through the, this path you, that I found. Actually, start beating trees down with the hammers. Yeah. <laughs> you do find an animal oh. used to be maybe a used to be a deer that is strung up in the trees with vines. Oh. Used to be. Yeah, I don't. It's three fourths of a deer. It is like currently this. being digested by poison, so the vines seem to drip. Oh no! Because my, my my best one is insight, and that's not going to help us. <laughs> what does this forest what want? Do you, what do you mean, plant? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want for us? Plant, what do you want from us? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's um pull this. Uh, I'll take my warhammer out and. I mean, I don't know. This seems d- yeah, dumb. Yeah, beat the tr- beat the broadest just, place out of the way. Or even if you just yeah. even if you just walk through and are clearing the way for us yep. with your athletics. Okay, yeah. go ahead and roll All an right. athletics check yeah. for me. We're just we're walking and right. swinging the hammer. <laughs> Use a different dice though than the one you've been this rolling shit dead. with. <laughs> Sixteen. Not enough. Wait. The DC for this specific track is 16. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit. 
you are able to walk your way through with your hammers ablaze and you are smacking your way through plants and vines and you know it helps more or less <laughs> but more than anything it has just cleared them out just enough that the people behind you ducking out of the way of your hammer are able to follow right behind as the plants yeah. seem to close back behind you as well but that will be your second success making it farther nice. into um, the Tendera Wilds so you already used athletics. Mm-hmm. We need Sorry, one but. more. Um, y'all can repeat uh, like yeah. you other somebody who's tried can try again, but just with a different skill. Oh. Can I pray to <laughs> Nom Yvonne to show me a path? Wait, hold on. Before you do that, how many failures until we die? <laughs> Good question. Who's to say? Why, I'm going to say that's say probably that? not the best bet. I could also do religion. I think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as you have witnessed just previously, if you roll a failure for this part of the track, there will be a roll that I make that is a consequence. Yeah. You rolled the easiest, best one. Yeah. And there, it only gets worse from there. Do you want to die? Because your god won't help you here. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no need for that. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Listen, I'd like to if see you what would like, If you would like, you can roll a religion check for me. Okay. Is this a skill? Are we doing a skill? Please, for the love of God, put this flat on the table. It's driving me nuts. I know it's okay, like fine. Rolling like uh, seventeen. You bow before your deities in the middle of this forest. You pull out in uh, your holy symbol that has been forged by your own hands. Yep. And you pray to your gods to guide your path and keep you safe at the same time (laughs) that all of you start to feel an earth tremor beneath you and the ground begins to shake and some of the rotting trees begin to fall in the path behind and ahead of you. Everyone make a dexterity save. Is that good? <laughs> it's too, I completely uh, I only have 50 hit points. Okay. Snap okay. 20. Boom. Safe and sound. Two. Five. Fourteen. Nine. <laughs> Great. Uh, so all of you, except for uh, Erwin, find yourself uh, falling into a crack that the earth opens up just barely. And you all suffer seven points of acid damage as you fall into a very slight swamp-like tar that begins corroding your shoes and skin as it breaks through before you can pull yourselves out. Oh, I should have got a band on that. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, I I will allow it. Okay. It only gets worse from danger here, so. There we go. <laughs> Twenty-three, actually. Yeah. Then you're solid. You and I are up here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna teleport myself back up <laughs> into the air. Uh, well, we fell. We didn't fall thirty feet, right? No, no. I'm just gonna like, teleport myself right next to. Oh, it's just cracks. You oh, can okay, still stand on step solid out of ground. Yeah. Right. I'll do that. Yeah. In my... We just. It's kind of like you stepped in a puddle of acid. Ow. Ow, too. Ooh, smarts. This place sucks. It does <laughs> suck. My goodness. I pray to my gods and this is what they give me? Yes. Well, no gods up here. Hmm. Well, 
The air is correct gnomes ever, don't have gods. The air is getting ever colder, and the time is getting ever longer. Oh God, <laughs> is please there go. Anyone here I could talk to to ask for directions? No, <laughs> no. I'm not going to make you roll. I'm out of options. Um, can I stealth my way through the vines? Just make sh- so that the land and the <clears throat> plants don't attack us anymore. Yeah, roll a stealth check. I mean, you can try anything, whether or not it will work. Roll brain math. Brain math. Brain make math. Go. 23. Hell yeah. Um, as you... I'm gonna say... The, oh, who has the higher... Perception. Passive perception? Between you and you. So great. Um, so as you weave your way through, you're kind of like... Um, trying to intuitively guess and uh, gain knowledge over the patterns that these plants have and you cosmos also witness there's some form of sentience in these plants and um they have some capacity for learning um and with this sneaking in and out of the shadows and moving very quickly you are able to stealth your way through the plants (laughs) for your third and final success um just beyond um All of you uh, make it through this little uh, section of forest and um, you manage to take a fairly quick route to get there as well. And you see just ahead an exit. But the plants and vines ahead of you are slowly closing and forming a barrier between you and the end. Everyone running as quickly as they can to make it to the other side, please roll a dexterity check. That's better. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Not a saving throw, just no, a check. just a check. Okay. 20. Okay. Uh, 19. Okay. 15. Okay. 16. Mm-hmm. 11. <laughs> you take three points of acid damage as you, uh, everyone makes their way through and you kind of trailing behind get caught by one of the vines that seem to have uh, little like thistles and thorns on it and it scrapes your skin and as you make it past you realize that instead of your blood coming out just barely there's a faint purple liquid that begins to cattle uh, make a catalyst over your um, wound no we should have bought anti-venom Mm. <laughs> but you find yourselves on the other side of the forest. So it took healing spells. You're joking. You're joking. I thought you guys were going to be good. Fuck off. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.